This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. On the other end of the line right now, I've got uh, Jamie Strange, Labour MP for Hamilton East. Hey there, Jamie. Yes, Brian. How are you? Oh, not badly. I think I'm surviving all right. And uh, oh, yes. this COVID thing uh, seems to have uh, flattened out a little bit at the moment, but uh, hope we don't get any more jumps in it. And uh, level one right across mm. the country, making yeah. life easier for Aucklanders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the the uh, the, uh, the move into level two for seven days was, was uh, very successful. Yep. Um, and so now, obviously, Auckland has come back to to uh, level one, you know, like the rest of the country. Yep. And um, yeah, and the other thing as well is because the move to level two was for seven days, um, that enabled businesses up in Auckland to access the wage subsidy. Oh yes, um, okay. And also, and also some other some other government support, you know, COVID related support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the feedback we've been getting from Aucklanders is that is that is that um, you know they are happy with the you know with the move. Yep. Um, and the structures that that were put in place, but obviously very happy to be back to level one, of course. Fair enough too. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so the the, the uh, feedback is is you know um, still remains positive overall in terms yep. of our our um, response. But look, I mean, it's it's a uh, nationwide response. You know, we're all in this together. Yes. So we have got the government taking the lead. But I just want to continue to highlight, you know, that I really appreciate everybody, you know, being supportive across mm-hmm. the country mm-hmm. um, as we continue to um, keep keep COVID-19 at bay and, and work on rolling the vaccine out. Yep, yep. Oh, I can see that one going very well. What about an Australian bubble? Is that is still a um, something that's in the air? It is, yeah, it certainly is. Um, oh, look, I mean, I mean, like I'm certainly, you know, I think we'd have fairly unanimous support right across the country, people wanting to move to, the, to a bubble with Australia. Um the, the key thing for us as the government is making sure that that it's safe to do so. Yep. Um, and that's the work that we are continuing to do. Um, you know, lots of the groundwork has been laid yes. around around the practical aspects, around people, how people can move between the countries. So that, that's positive. Now it's just a case of, um, you know, working with the vaccine, you know, basically to ensure the vaccine results, to, to ensure the vaccine does what, you know, we are told it will do. Yes. Um, particularly in terms of the the, the uh, reinfection rate, and the early signs are very positive with the vaccine. So if those signs continue, um, then then that then that certainly increases the possibility of a travel travel bubble with Australia. Right. Um, yeah, we're certainly moving there as quick quick as we can, but also um, as safely as we can. You know, and and the uh, main thing is we're not going to put the lives of New Zealanders at risk. Right. Um, Fair enough too. And um, you know, but we certainly continue to work on that, uh, and um, and 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 uh, progress continues. Yeah, good one. Well, that's uh, something that uh, people will be looking forward to. And um, housing, of course, that's a big one. Uh, everybody wants to know yeah. what are we going to do with housing and that sort of thing. And uh, even the Reserve Bank uh, chap, he came up with some possible ideas. How do you feel about all that? Mm. Oh, look, housing certainly is a big issue. Absolutely agree. And as we've spoken on the show before, you know, in our in our area of, of, of Hamilton and also the wider Waikato region, there's huge demand for housing. Um, and we have people come into our elected office on a regular basis yes. um, who are either struggling to buy 
their first home or struggling to buy a home um, or struggling to pay the rent. Yes. Um, and and the reality is Hamilton is quite a popular place for people to move to at the moment. We're getting a lot of people move here and set up their businesses here. Yep. Um, and the uh, population growth is certainly positive for the economy, but the you know but the uh, challenges that it provides um, are particularly around housing um, and and um, and um, education and health. So, in terms of housing, we the, the government will have some announcements um, soon around yep. the demand side. Okay. Um, and then around the middle of the year, we're looking to you know we're looking to make some announcements around the supply side. Oh, I and, see. Right. Um, and um, certainly in Hamilton, um, it'd, it'd be good to see more land freed up for yes. housing. Yes. Um, and also looking at, um, you know, looking at things like like um, prefab building to increase the supply of housing. Yes. Also intensification, you know, which we are doing well in Hamilton. Um, yes. Uh, 50% of our new houses are in full housing. And uh, particularly areas like the CBD, you know, I'm, I'm continuing to encourage people to uh, build apartments in the CBD. And I was talking to someone just yesterday who's trying to buy an apartment in our CBD and just can't find anything anywhere. All right. Um, so, look, as as soon as we can build houses, apartments, townhouses, you know, a, a variety of houses, as soon as we build them, they will be snapped up. Um, oh, that's great. So the key the key one for us is really increasing that supply. And, and we have got some, you know, we have got some developments coming on board. The, the, the one up at, at Tower Lake, 1,500 houses. Yes. It'll be kicking off in the next next couple of months. Peacocks is obviously a slow burn, and and we got a road to Cowrie with continuing growth in the northeast. Yes, we've got we've got um Jacks. I think it's Jacks Landing. Um, one hundred houses just by the Gallagher building there. So we have got things going on, but certainly realise that it's not enough, and we have to continue continue right. building quickly. Fair enough too. Well, thank you for coming on and telling us about that too, and. Uh, the other thing that's uh, concerning some people is all the banks closing and uh, checks coming out later in the year. There's not going to be any checks and that sort of thing. Is there anything the government can do about that, or is that a? Yeah, I mean, I mean, those banks aren't controlled by the government, as people will know. Um, you know, so they run their own processes around where where they may or may not have branches. You know, we are certainly talking with the banks yes. about ensuring that. You know that there is rural access to banking. Yes. Um, you know the bank's argument is that well these these branches out in the rural areas you know they get very few people coming in. Yes. So that's their argument. Um, however, you know that needs to be balanced by the fact that you know you know um, having a good banking system is absolutely vital for people to be able to function in our society. Absolutely. And and if people can't access a bank, then um, you know then at, at, at times they can't you know they can't function. Also linked to this is the rollout of rural broadband. Yes. Um, because, you know, one of the reasons people in the rural areas go to a bank, go to a physical bank, is because they don't have broadband. Right, um, okay. And the, the, the broadband rollout continues, um, and, and we're making good progress in the rural areas. So as more people get broadband, you know, less people will need to go to the bank, yep. the uh, physical bank. So there's sort of a few moving parts within this, but... I mean, like, basically, we are, as a government, we are talking with the banks, yep. um, you know, and, and doing our best to make sure everyone has access to banking services, because that's vital. Yes. But at the end of the day, it is an operational decision by the banks. Fair enough, too. Well, there we go. Any, anything else you want to bring up while we've got you on here, Jamie? 
Oh, just the the, the uh, vaccine rollout, Brian. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the vaccine has currently been rolled out across New Zealand. I, I can't remember the exact figures. I believe it's around sort of twenty five to thirty thousand. They've yeah. probably been vac- vaccinated about now. So you know, we're starting with the uh, critical workers. Yes. Um, and then we'll start moving through, you know, you know, our different different ages and demographics and geographical areas across New Zealand. Yes. Um, for the majority of New Zealanders, the vaccine. Um, you know, they will be receiving the vaccine in the second half of this year. Oh, so yeah. between July and December. Um, and and if it's the Pfizer vaccine, which we've got, we've got 10 million, um, 10 million vaccines, and most people will be receiving the Pfizer, yep. unless for whatever reason, for health issues, you know, the Pfizer doesn't agree with them, yep. um, then, you know, people will be getting two vaccines. But the vaccines have all been ordered. Yep. Um, so they're all here in New Zealand, stored in minus 70 degree freezers. Right. And um, and for the majority of New Zealanders, that will start rolling out from July to December this year. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.